I'm Luca Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. Yeah. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the Oh, welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined. As always, by my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com, who's also not starting in the All-Star game. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? I'm only not starting because I didn't get the media vote. If I would have gotten, well, You got at least two player votes, Harrison Barnes and Nerlens, and then after that. (laughs) Did I get Salah's vote? Yeah, you got Salah's vote, too. There's three. (laughs) I did get the players. Man, uh, Derek Rose got, got players' vote. Dang, players love him, I guess. Good for them. (laughs) uh, Yeah, the Derrick Rose story is very weird to me that I don't want to dive deep into, but uh, his uh, redemption thing that people uh, are... Anyway, let's just keep going. Um, Obviously, today we're going to be talking about the All-Star starters. Um, Luca was not named an All-Star starter. We will discuss. Boo. We will discuss how and why. There is several different um, weird things behind that that we want to get into, and so stay tuned for that. We'll also talk about Isaac's um, Q and A with Harrison Barnes that was posted on Maps.com yesterday. So we'll get into that, as well as Tom Haberstroh of NBC had a piece about Luka Doncic's secret practice with uh, Steph's trainer Brandon Payne. Brandon Payne, yeah, yeah, Brandon Payne. I think that's yeah. his first name. Uh, or maybe that's somebody I knew from high school. Sometimes you know how names just like come to your yes. brain. You're like, and you just throw them together. Yep. Yeah. And um, and then we will talk about some trades. There's some uh, some trades that we we haven't really dove into yet. So if we have some extra time at the end of the podcast. We'll get into some more trades, um, and talk about that because we're still on the dash. We're still going towards the deadline. Um, and yeah, um, people are are some people are are hating on us for the DSJ trade watch thing. Um, what really? Why are we getting tra- hated on for it? Because people are saying no, we're, we're team team keep DSJ. Like it's not on us, man. <laughs> oh, not on us. We, not on <laughs> not on the Mavs. Really, at we point. only started it because of all the news that came out. It's not like we just created it on our own. So uh, we're still waiting on that. There's really been no news on that, which is why we haven't really talked about it. So all right, let's get into it right away. Isaac, your piece with Harrison Barnes, I found it interesting. In several different areas, uh, it's on maps.com. You can go check it out. But this is the the, the question and answer that I found the, found the most fascinating. You ask this summer, you can be a free agent. How are you approaching free agency? Easy question, you know, just simple question. How are you approaching it? You didn't say, do you want to stay yeah. in Dallas? Do you do you plan on staying in Dallas? You didn't didn't do a leading question. How are you approaching free agency? And Harrison Barnes responds, my wife and I have enjoyed Dallas. It has been very welcoming to us. I told Donnie, whenever he wants to have that conversation, let my agent know. I would definitely love to uh, to continue to play here, but it is a business as we have seen. You just have to be prepared for whatever. Some of it is in my control, but a lot of that is out of my control. Now, this is a player with a $25.1 million player option this summer. That being said, what did you think about his comment? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was interesting. Uh, I this piece in general, I did it in a Q&A style because I wanted to hit a bunch of these random topics. 
And I, I was going to focus on one, but then I was like, oh, there's like three or four other. And then I was like, let's just make it a Q&A style so I can uh, uh, just hit a bunch of these random topics one by one. And the free agency one, uh, I feel like a not, not a lot of people have really talked to him or even asked him about it. And because most people just assume that he's going to just opt in and he'll be back next year and all that. But um, yeah, I thought that the most interesting part about it was that he brought up Donnie. And that, hey, I told Donnie whenever he wants to have that conversation, let my agent know. Which means um, it hasn't happened yet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, drawing those lines that it, it, the conversation has not happened yet. But it's like you said, and it's like what I was thinking about during the question. Um, but it's for the team site, and I don't want to like, you know, whatever. But is hey, you have the player option. So, you, you know, there is a... What does Donnie have control of when it comes to Harrison Barnes and his future in Dallas? How long he stays in Dallas? Yeah, so long term. Harrison, Harrison's, you know, is has been very. Harrison literally, is, <clears throat> I'll stand for Harrison all day long. You know, I will. Fans make fun of me about it. I love Harrison Barnes. I uh, love what he does off the court, and he has embraced Dallas as his own since the day he got here. And his wife has been very active in the community with him. And when he says, my wife and I enjoy Dallas, like it's been very (coughs) welcoming and stuff. Like he he likes the city. He's expressed desire to be here. Donnie has the power of how long he stays. And there's a couple of things you can, you know, draw draw lines to off that. To me, I wonder if if he doesn't get a long-term deal, if he opts out and tries to get a long-term deal somewhere else. Yeah, I mean that's that's one <clears throat> one of the options. There's obviously if he opts out. Here's the thing. If and I say this without any other conversations with Harrison Barnes outside of this. So I, I'm not. Sometimes you know I say cryptic things, and this is not a cryptic it's thing. Not a, or, it's not, not a chief. It's not a chief. There has to be some thought in his process in his mind of. The moment that I opt in, I become a $25 million expiring contract piece in which if he doesn't think that they think he fits well next to Luca, he then automatically does not get to pick his next home. And he, if, he, if, he, if he believes that, and this is where some teams um, come into play, yes, the money would be locked in. That is all up to him. But if he sets back and says... You know what? Or if he gets any sense from the front office of the moment that I won't, I would not finish the season in Dallas long term. That if I opt in, then I'm, I become a more valuable trade piece at a twenty-five million dollar expiring contract. Right. That he would have no power in if they swapped him to Sacramento in no time or in a different city. And if he didn't, um, I didn't mean to use Sacramento, but uh, that's like a real thing. Uh, a, different, uh, um, a different team or something. So why would a player opt out of $25 million? Because most people, most people are like, oh, he's no, there's no way. What if, and once again, this comes no background to it, what if Harrison's sitting there saying, or if his agent is talking to other teams and they're like, hey, there's a ton of teams that's going to have a ton of money this summer, and Harrison is the prototypical locker room guy that you would love to have in your locker room. If you get a guy or a team, like let's just say like Brooklyn, if they know they're not getting anybody, or a team with a bunch of cap space, and they're like, you know what, we want to throw a bunch of money at Harrison Martin, give him like a three-year deal, 20-something million a year, if that's the case, 
then if he gets that vibe that that's what he thinks he can get on the market, then I could, I mean, I could see it for sure. I don't think it's a hundred percent that Harrison Barnes opts into the 25.1 million. A lot of people do, but I don't think it's a hundred percent. I think it's, it, it's, I would lean, you know, high percentage, but I don't think it's a hundred percent locked in that a lot of people believe. I was one of those people that didn't think that it was there. The thought that it was a hundred percent that he would, he would opt in. And then after this, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, because- I, there's still, there's a big possibility to me that, that he thinks he can get a bigger deal somewhere else. And if he likes that stability of being in one place for a while, then yeah, go for it. And there's also going to be a ton of cap space this summer with a ton of teams. And exactly. Harrison Barnes is a player that uh, I'm doing a video on him right now. There's a lot of ways that teams could talk themselves into a Harrison Barnes. Yeah. I mean, he's a six, eight forward that, has been i mean i know people's criticisms of his game and stuff but the dude can get buckets he can score and if you put him on on a right team or if like i use brooklyn but like if brooklyn went out and said hey we're gonna start you at the three or four alongside of kuruks i think is that how you say his name yeah and and be one of our main scorers alongside d'angelo russell or something like that like you know that that's a and if they're offering him a long-term contract that is around the same amount then you could see that you could if you want to ask yourself or look look at this quote that he said in in different lenses in a way you could look at the quote and say hey he's saying that he loves dallas and stuff and if you think that he's going to opt out it could be this is his thing of hey i might be planning on opting out but i want a longer term contract in dallas He's due $25 million next year, but what if he says, hey, I'll opt out and sign a three-year $60 million deal if you pay me $20 million a year? You know, something like that. If that's the case, then he could be like, well, the ball's in Donnie's court because that's what I want. Will he ultimately do that this summer? That's up to Donnie. So there's, you know, I'm just, we're just reading between the lines, but I, I want him to remain a Dallas Maverick. I've been very open about that, even... As soon as we ended this interview, I, I grabbed his shoulder. I'm like, I hope you're here for the long term. I, I I think he is. I think his presence and his type of presence in the locker room and even do I think Harrison Barnes should be your $40 million player? No, I don't think so. But I, he is a winning type of player, and I want him in my locker room. And then he brushed off your hand and said, don't touch me, kid, and said, who are you? And then <laughs> ran away. Well, I, I am older than him by a couple years, so. <laughs> that's true <laughs> oh man uh and then he was like stop stalking me i know you have my jersey from uh, north carolina <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's gonna be interesting um yeah i'm doing i'm doing a breakdown video of harrison barnes in his game and there's just so many ups and downs there's so many things where you look at his shooting and he's really good and his defense and he's really solid and this is not we're not going to break down harrison barnes right now but uh it's just it's interesting to see how he's going to be going forward so one player we are not concerned about going forward is Luka Doncic. And uh, Tom Haberstroh of NBC, like I said, came out with a, uh, a piece about Luka. Uh, when we heard that story about Luka training with Steph Curry's trainer, it was a, it was a story that kind of came out, but no real details were made public. This is the story where all the details came public, and there's some really good stuff in it. So I want to talk about that right after this. All right, Isaac, so there's a few things in this story, and, and I definitely recommend anybody reading it. It's called Secret Guard N, spelled like like a guard, like the position. 
The story of Luka Doncic's undercover Steph Curry workout. It's by Tom Haberstroh. And he gets into some stuff about, you know, Brandon Payne, who is Steph Curry's trainer and how they work. And he compared Brandon Payne to um, uh, J.K. Simmons' character in Whiplash. Have you ever seen that movie? No. It's this, he is a a band instructor uh, and he, for this college, it's like really hard to get into band, jazz band. And uh, he's like just super hard nosed and, you know, works kids to the you know to the bone and all the stuff and is just super you know on like uh he has this this tempo and he has the the he has the guy like do this crazy intricate like drum beat and he said nope you're slowing down not my tempo and he has him start it and do it over and over and over and over and over and over again he's like this taskmaster that is so much of a perfectionist that you have to do it exactly his way uh, and so it was interesting to, to see how luca would fit into that because it doesn't seem to me like luca is a perfectionist right <laughs> Look, it's kind of like this free willing wing it, yeah, yeah, wing it, like go in there. And uh, there's some one of the things that that really stuck out to me was, um, I'll just read it. At one point during the workout, Doncic is seen dribbling up the court with two basketballs, a standard drill here in the states. Doncic is struggling. Jalen Green, who is also at the workout, he's going to probably be one of the top five picks in the 2020 draft, who I've seen play by the way, and he is he's an interesting player. Um. And Curry are are just about lapping him. Doncic sticks his tongue out and laughs at it. He does this a lot when he lags behind. I take it as a sign of Doncic's self awareness and his love for the game. <laughs> so he's like <laughs> lagging behind, and he knows it, and he realizes it. He's like, "Man, I'm really I'm really sucking at this," and he just kind of like laughs it off, sort of thing. Uh, but then he sticks with it, and he goes back. And at one point, Brandon Payne, you know, after one hour of training, he's like, "You know, it, it's fine. Like you can go if you want." You know, we we did the hour. You can you know go do whatever you want. And Doncic is like, no, no, I'm, I'm, I I want to do this next thing that Steph's doing. And then after two hours, he gave him another out and was like, okay, well, you know, we're gonna do this, but you can go if you want. We've done two hours. And Doncic is like, no, I want to keep going. And then at th- after three hours, uh, Brandon Payne and Steph decided to go and and lift. And so then they they stopped the workout after that. But he just wanted more and wanted more, and he was in it with everything. And uh, you know, he was behind Steph in a lot of things, but. He just wanted more, and uh, and in this, Brandon Hay calls him a basketball savant. Ooh, I like it. It's great. I haven't got to read this story uh, yet, but I did. Uh, that the pictures came out over the summer that you know it went. I think what was it in Santa Barbara, or no? That was P three maybe. His workout. Oh P3. yeah, yeah. I I can't um, remember. I don't think it said in here where it was, but but yeah, he had that workout with Steph and. Here's, um, super cool. Here's another segment of it I want to talk about. Beyond his physical attributes, Payne won't stop talking about Doncic's palpable enthusiasm for the game and how that propelled him through Curry's relentless shot making. Doncic did break out giggling several times during the grueling workout, partly in awe of Curry's power and partly in making light of his own struggles. By the end of the three hours, he was hanging with Curry shot for shot. Ooh. Dun, 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 dun. Gotta love that, it. Then yeah. there's vid- there's video out there on Twitter, by the way, on Tom Havistro's timeline and others of uh, you know Luca and and Steph hitting step backs and doing you know different drills off the wall and things like that. I just thought it was a great piece, and I recommend everybody read it. That's really cool. Yeah, go read it. It was great. All right, let's move on and talk about the All Star starters. They were announced yesterday on Thursday, uh, and Luka Doncic is not an All Star starter, Isaac. Because players voted Stephen Adams and Lamarcus Aldridge as a starter over him. <laughs> that is my stat of the day. It's not even a stat. It's just 
Oh, man. Luca finished with 4,242,980 uh, all-star votes from the fans. He finished. How much, how much is that far, uh, behind LeBron? He finished 377,829 behind wow. LeBron. And one hundred thirty-two thousand seven hundred sixty-seven behind Giannis. So Luca did finish in third. And by the way, that that gap between LeBron and Luca was the lowest it had been the entire stretch. I've been been charting it. You can find it on my Twitter. Um, yeah, that's wild. That's wild to me. It was the first time it got under three hundred or under four hundred thousand. The gap. That, that's insane. And wow. um, somebody pointed this out. Oh, I think it was Bryce pointed out that if LeBron had never gone to the Lakers, Luca would have been an all-star captain. <laughs> well, who's who in the West? Who no. in the West? Uh, it wouldn't have been him, though. It it would have had, like, they, they take the starters first, and then they would take the fan vote out of the starters. No. Yeah. You can't win the automatic fan. I don't think you could win the automatic. I thought you just, won the, I thought you just won the starter out of the the just the straight up. There's this thing is so complicated. They've I made think, it so that I, you I can't think get they make in. This, okay, this would this would, but this is the Yao Ming thing though. If Yao was like in the league right now, he would win the fan vote even if he was hurt all year. Right. You can't make him automatic captain. They would have to take the starters, then take the fan the who had the most fan votes out of the starters. After they do the calculations. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't want to believe it, though. So, <laughs> so now, the starters- and now, is there a way to say if LeBron was in the East, would he, would Luka get more votes? Uh, yeah. That, you know, that way you might. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. That way. But it wouldn't be fan vote, though. The starters, by the way, are LeBron, Kevin Durant, Paul George, James Harden, and Steph Curry. And in the I, East. I just want to say, Paul George, congratulations, man. Because. Yeah, good for him. One where he was at, you know, it's ironic that Oladipo's, you know, nasty thing, unfortunate thing happened. But when his leg thing happened, there was was Paul George ever going to be Paul George again? And what exactly is Paul George? You know, is he a is he a Robin? Is he a, just a great Robin or whatever? This year, man, he has shown that he can be Batman, and he has taken that OKC team. And he's the best player on the team, having a remarkable year. The fact that he can be, he could beat out—I didn't think there was any way anybody, as long as they're healthy, would beat out AD, KD, and LeBron. I, I just like no way. That's three of the top five players in the league. I mean, if you know whatever six players in the league. And I know I say healthy. LeBron's missed like ten games, and AD's missed you know some here and there. But LeBron's at almost—I mean, he's close to twenty games right now. The fact that Paul George beat out Anthony Davis was very uh, – I'm super happy that that for him. Yeah. He deserves it. Yeah, good for him. And uh, it's interesting that he decided to stay with Russell Westbrook and now he's starting and not Westbrook. <laughs> Remarkable. <laughs> you no, know? no one would see that coming. <laughs> Definitely not. Um, and then in the East, Kyrie, Kemba Walker, Giannis, Kawhi, and Embiid. Kemba getting the start in Charlotte, which is awesome. To me, that proves that he is not going to be traded. <laughs> There's hey, no I way. Got, There's no way you get. So we were going to talk about Kemba Walker trades today, later, and then I then as soon as this happened, I said, "There's no way. There's absolutely no way that Charlotte would trade no. Kemba." You know, a week before, since the trade deadline, like we said, is a yeah. week before uh, all or no, two weeks before, right? Uh, it's February seventh, and the All Star break is like the twentieth. 
Oh, I thought the All-Star break was like the 16th, 17th. I could be wrong. A significant amount of time before <laughs> the trade deadline yeah. is, is before All-Star break. And so they would trade him right before he was going to start in the hometown. Can you imagine? Oh, my gosh. Wild things happen in the NBA, but I can't imagine that franchise do, like, doing that to themselves. Uh, yeah, I don't see that happening at all. We did, if not that y'all would go back and listen to it now, but or some of you actually are. It was a crazy. Amount we, of there's still the reserves that we that we need to talk about too. Yeah, we both said our starters and reserves on yesterday's pod, uh, who we think would be the starters and or and one of be. us picked Luca and the other one didn't. So if you didn't listen to that yeah. one, go back and find out F- who it was. Figure out who the homer is. Um, but uh, yeah, we for the starters, I missed one, you missed two. Is that right? For yeah, I had Bradley Beal and Kemba Walker, and then I had Anthony. Or we had we both had Jokic instead of um, a player. Okay, and then I missed LeBron. Yeah, you so had, we you, both had Jokic, you had Jokic instead of LeBron, and I had um, Jokic instead of Paul George. Okay, okay, yeah. So, so we were close. Yeah, we were close. Wait, I said. Okay, now I'm getting confused now with just because there's stuff. three front court spots, so it's not like spot for spot you missed a player. It's kind of it gets all yeah 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 it gets all messed up. Um, but yeah, good for those guys. Uh, and then LeBron and Giannis are going to be the captains, so they will pick their squads. Um, if you had to draft right now, let's just go back and forth, and let's say uh, I'm LeBron and you're Giannis. Let's draft just off of the starters because that's how they have to do it. Oh my goodness, I, you're you're LeBron. Yeah, so I'm I get the I get the first pick. <laughs> um, trying to look at. I'm picking KD. That way, he goes to the Lakers in free agency. If I'm LeBron, <laughs> that's what I'm. That's what I'm doing straight up. Uh, and I am. I'm Giannis. So I'll take. Um, oh gosh. I'll just go ahead. I'll just counter it, and I'll just take Kawhi. Oh, Kawhi gone. Uh, okay. I'm gonna counter that, and I'm gonna take Embiid. Okay. I'll take uh, Steph. Okay, Steph is gone. I'm gonna take Harden. Okay, I'll take. Um, I'm looking at a wrong list here that doesn't have. So I have Leonard. What's left are are Paul George, Kyrie, and Kemba. That's it. Yeah, we're just picking the starters. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, I'll take Paul George. I figured you would go there. Um, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Kyrie. Okay. So I have Kemba, Steph, Paul George, Leonard, and Giannis. And you have Kyrie, Harden, LeBron, KD, and Embiid. <laughs> I think I'm gonna beat you. <laughs> hey, can we put can we put money down that Kemba's gonna be the last starter picked? Yep, even though it's in Charlotte. <laughs> He is definitely the last one. Who will be the second to last starter pick? Probably Kyrie. Really? Hmm. Kyrie's also Maybe. Kyrie also could be a free agent this summer. So LeBron, make your pitch, bud. <laughs> Maybe Paul George. Uh, I don't think so. I don't know. It Kyrie could be Embi- had- It could be Embiid, man. Yeah, Kyrie just has so many player connections across the league. Like, watch. I know it's like LeBron, but still. Yeah, he's definitely definitely had a connection there. Um, yeah, there you go. That's the starters. Um, man, okay, so what, what I meant earlier by 
Luca isn't an all-star because players voted Steven Adams and Marcus Aldridge over him. Yes. There's this whole convoluted way that they put this together. Fan vote counted for 50%. Media vote counted 25%. And then players vote counted 25%. So they kind of broke that down into numbers. And so um, essentially what it came down to is uh, LeBron and what's his name? LeBron LeBron got the top vote from fans, player, and media. Yes. 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 He's <laughs> Despite missing almost 20 he's games. Definitely making it in. Uh, and then Durant got the second spot in both player and media. He got third in fan after after Luca. Uh, and then what it came down to is Paul George, Anthony Davis were tied with, with four. Their weighted score was four. So they took the rankings of you know uh, fans, players, and media, and they came up with a number. Luca had a 4.5, meaning if one of his player or media ranks uh, was too higher or if they were both one higher then he would have made it over those other two guys <laughs> so his his player ranking was eight and he was behind um steven adams lamarcus aldridge Jokic, davis george durant and lebron so if he would have been if he would have been ranked higher than lamarcus aldridge and steven adams he would be an all-star starter by the players and and then taking his weighted score up by one whole point, bringing him above Paul George and Anthony Davis, and yeah. then he would have started. So, what do you think that is? Is you think that's the players? Are they jealous of him? Are they uh, of the spotlight? Are they? <laughs> no, I mean some of them still like a bunch of them still picked him, which is the crazy things. I, I know, but, but like, the fact that the over players... Stephen Adams and and, and Lamarcus Aldridge kind of yeah, I gives love me, Stephen Adams. Gives like, me pause. I, I would love Steven Adams on the Mavericks. I love him in general. And uh, it, it that's it was wild to me that the players uh, voted him over him and Aldridge over, which I, okay, Aldridge, you know, he's putting up numbers and spurs and stuff, but that that's where Luca fell to it. And even in the media, the media rank had LeBron at one, Kevin Durant at two, Anthony Davis at three, Paul George at four, Jokic at five. See that's then, that's all defensible. All those I think are defensible. The exactly. Steve, the exactly. Steven Adams Lamarcus is not defensible to me. And then the media. This Lamarcus is where, maybe I guess just because his team is a playoff team. Then the media ranked Luca at six behind Jokic. Right. And so so if we, like we've been saying with um, <clears throat> hey what would the fans fan vote if it was just fan vote Luca would be a starter if it was just media vote Luca would be one of the first well and a reserve with Jokic if it was just media. Yeah. So, and then after that, Adams, Draymond, Towns, and Aldridge all tied at the eighth spot for the media rank. It's just that player's vote that just sunk him. And uh, he didn't get that from his peers across the league. Yeah, very interesting. All right, let's take another break. When we come back, let's hit some trade talk. All right, Isaac. So we mentioned this earlier um, in the week, but Memphis is, you know, out there with their two guys, Conley and Gasol, and they're now available. Zach Lowe on the jump the other day said that Dallas makes the most sense for Conley or Gasol trade because of their contracts and things like that. Uh, I put out there a, while, a couple days ago if you had to pick one, Conley or Gasol, and I think it was it was pretty overwhelmingly Conley. Conley and then I think the second most, um, the second most frequent answer was neither. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was Gasol. Um, 
I've come around on the Conley thing a little bit more because his contract, he has like 30 million more this year, 30 million next year, and then only one year after that. He's only got two more years after this. It's not like we're signing this guy to the Kevin Love you know, contract, which is like five years even after this one. Uh, so the Conley thing, you still would be able to you know, preserve some cap space going forward. It's not like he, he cripples you until he's you know 36 or something like that. It's not the Chris Paul thing. Of all the names, you might have just heard my kid yell in the background, by the way. Um, of all the names on the trade market and in rumors and in tweets that have been saying that, hey, these players could be, uh, their teams are listing offers or being shopped. Mike Conley is the one I would want the most. Isn't he the, he's the best player available <clears throat> right now, right? I'd probably say so. And but Kemba's not available, so that one doesn't count. Like you said, Right now, he makes 30.5. Next year, he makes 32.5. Yeah. And the year, this is all guaranteed money. And the year after that, 2020, 2021 season, he'll be making $34.5 million. When Luca is allowed to drink in America. But that, that's the key <laughs> to everything. <clears throat> if you make a trade for Mike Conley and everybody will come at you and say, but he makes 30 something million, the moment. The last year of his deal, when his deal comes off the books, Luca's going to be 21, 22 at max. I mean, I need to figure out the exact month calculation on that. Luca's literally going to be 21 or 22 years old when the Conley contract is up. If you get healthy Mike Conley, which the Grizzlies have had this year, healthy Mike Conley, for the most part, healthy Mark Gasol. If you get a healthy Mike Conley, I absolutely love that fit. And his defensive side of the ball, he can hit the three. Even though I know he's shooting 35% from three this year, but he's averaging 20 a game, six assists. 35 is t- average, by the way. A lot of people are like, oh, he's only shooting 35. That's average. You know? No, I right there. I am I would love Mike Conley on this team. And it's just a matter if Dallas would swing for it. And would they try <clears throat> would Mike Conley help? You make a if he's healthy, would he make help you make a playoff run? Absolutely. It's just and and the people that's <clears throat> saying about the money. Okay, well one, let's lay out the Dallas's history with free agents. Okay, that's all the history of free agents. We just watched it go by, and but this Chandler summer, Parsons, hold on, hold on, we have to wait for Chandler Parsons to limp on by and and finish. <laughs> Okay, okay, now he just got yeah, <laughs> Um But this summer, like you go through all the names, and I'm sorry, I, I'm not. I don't mean to be like a pessimist about this, but Luca is not at that stage yet. That's going to make somebody like Clay Thompson say, <laughs> "I'm leaving Golden State. I'm going to Dallas." Hey, like the, the jump yesterday did a graphic of all the notable potential free agents this summer. <laughs> Are you ready for it? <laughs> oh, I'm ready. Kawhi, Jimmy Butler, Kyrie, yeah, Clay Thompson, yeah. Kevin Durant, Kemba Walker, Al Horford, Mark Gasol. Kristaps Porzingis, who's restricted, Goran Dragic, and DeMarcus Cousins. Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, so any of those like top five or six players, you know, just take it off. Yeah, the top so row, you're just, not getting. Then it comes out. Now, could Dallas get a meeting or talk to somebody like Akimba, uh, Dragic, like if he opts out and what he does? Like yeah, sorry, he's still out. Dragic, sorry. He's, he's still out with the knee injury and recovering from the surgery and all that stuff. Will he opt out of that $19 million deal? Would he come to Dallas at that point to play with Luca like he hasn't passed? And 
the the boogies of the world like stuff like that <clears throat> after that then you're looking at like young flyer types of like willie collie steins and all that stuff i'm no I, i'm not i don't want to declare too much about that but so you have to ask yourself of it's kind of like we, we've been talking before do you make your free agent signing before the trade deadline and if you made a trade for somebody like mike conley and especially um, depending on the route they go, if they did that and what package and if even Grizzlies would, uh, there's scenarios in which could you might go in the summer with Conley and Don, and Luca pitching to free agents saying, hey, we got Conley and Luca. What, you know, come sign. Or we have Conley, Barnes, and Luca come sign. You know, whatever it is. So, you know, you uh, insert whatever type of thing it's just all we got we got conley dorian finney smith and luca come sign um but no i am so that's one of the few players i'm all about what's a potential trade for mike conley is it just harrison barnes dennis for conley is that the only one that we can kind of feel like makes sense i think it just depends on how memphis i mean you would think memphis wants to get it i mean as much as they can but if it reached a point to where it just becomes somewhat of a hey we want to do him right and send him a place that he can like at least shoot for the playoffs and it and just get off of his money and that's the you know if that's the case then you they have expirings in deandre and west matthews that can match pretty much any dang contract in the league so Uh, I'm just going to say if Wes Matthews does get traded to like a team like a Memphis or a New York or whatever it is, Orlando, or if he's packaged any type of deal, he's probably going to get bought out. And that's going to be a a heck of a pickup for a playoff team. If he gets bought out, I mean, a heck of a pickup. However you feel about Wes Matthews. Yeah. Sign him up for Philadelphia right now. (laughs) If that's the route that, you know, that happens. But yeah, I mean, I think that realistically, um, well, yeah, it just depends. Could if you could get Mike Conley for expirings, and if Dennis is camp and stuff wants to go to Memphis, and they're like, "Hey, Memphis is set," Max saying, "We'll put Dennis Smith Jr. at the head of at the head of our offense, let him be our point guard." Jaron Jackson Jr. and Dennis and his camp might look at it and say, "Hey, that's that's a situation I might want to go with," and that's you know, all relative to the situation if that's still the case. So, there's a scenario. Okay, so both. Okay, so if you had to pick one, if you're Memphis, I'd pick Mike Conley. No, no, no. If you're Memphis, if you did Dennis and DeAndre, that works as a trade for Mike Conley, or Dennis and Harrison Barnes. Would you rather get the expiring, or would you rather get Harrison Barnes? Oh, if I'm Memphis, I want Harrison Barnes for sure. Would you do that if you're Memphis? That deal. If I'm Memphis, I do the deal. Yes. But it's one of those things where I don't know the other deals on the table. <clears throat> I said this on yesterday's podcast. The Oli Depot injury, I think, takes Indiana out of the Mike Conley stuff because Conley has roots in Indiana, all that stuff. <clears throat> he would have been a great fit next to, next to Oli Depot. And, and Indiana are, loves them some players that have roots in Indiana. Indiana they loves they love George Hill up there so much when he was there. Oh, so man. like that. <clears throat> So outside of that, then you're looking at different teams across the league. And, but Mike Conley is liked by so many people 
and coaches would love to get Mike Conley that you I could see a team swinging for him, uh, a team you might not expect with uh, like a team like Utah. Would Utah swing for him and, you know, put be wild. Rubio and favors and like some like expirings and something else for him would pair him with Mitchell in the backcourt. Would you know, they the $30 million contract I think worries fans more than it does some on the bubble teams right now. Yeah. It's not John Wall. It's not John Wall. Yeah, and it's shorter, way shorter. Yes. Cuz you yeah, you finish out the season and you have just you you just have two more years. So, it's not like it's 5. And right. it's like the year is 2080 and we're flying to Mars and Mike Conley's making 40 million. It's not that. Would you would if you're Dallas do you do Dennis and Harrison Barnes? And this is still the Dennis the idea that Dennis still wants out. We we both believe that by the way. If you're if this is your first time listening or if you are new the last couple of days. You know, we still believe that Dennis and his camp still won out. We don't believe that yes. him coming back and playing means that everything's all right and good in the world. That's why we're still doing the, the DSA trade watch. So we believe he still wants out. Um, if he didn't want out, I don't know. I, I, you probably and I even and I even hate using the word once out. He wants his opportunity to run his team somewhere else. Of, <laughs> yes, and, and to do his thing and that. that does he want out? Yeah, we could use it. I I just I like trying to word it that way because it's not a <clears throat> yeah. He's not adverse to Dallas or the players here. He's adverse yeah, to yeah. the players here <laughs> in the situation <laughs> that he's in. You know, yeah. It's the fit more than it is the the actual players. But if you're Dallas, do you do do you do Dennis and Harrison Barnes for Mike Conley? I <laughs> oof, that's tough because we know how much they love Harrison Barnes. You're you're. Losing two starters for one, um, they value the Mavericks value Harrison Barnes way more than any fans do right now, especially right now. <clears throat> and, and and what could factor into that? What if going full circle back to the uh, back to the beginning of the Barnes Q and A? What if Dallas knows that Barnes might opt out? And if they're looking yeah. at it saying if he might opt out, and they don't know if they're going to re-sign him long term and stuff then is Dallas viewing Harrison Barnes as like an expiring at that point. And then you're looking at like, hey, well, it's an expiring and Dennis for Mike Conley. <clears throat> we don't know. I, I don't know. It There's a lot of stuff that would – I just know – I don't not, – not even trying to say who should be in the package. I just know as a player and as a fit next to Luka, I love Mike Conley. Agreed. Both agreed. Is there any other trades that you want to bring up real quick? No, I mean, I just think the Knicks thing is interesting because they want to get off Tim Hardaway so bad. Bill Simmons is, I feel like he's just spoke it into existence. Uh, Mark Stein, you know, tweeted about today. I I think you're more anti-Cantor than I am. Yes, I am. I I am like the Turkish government. I'm so (laughs) (laughs) anti-Cantor. There's scenarios, and like I said, there's scenarios in which I would – I'm a huge, I'm still a big believer in Frank Nelkina. And if it becomes a sweetener in which they're attaching Frankie smokes and I don't know, whatever it is, but I think Knicks are still a team, uh, still a team to watch in there. They, uh, Shams mentioned them in that, in the athletic report also. And outside of that, I mean, we were going to talk some about Kemba stuff and what would it take to get Kemba because they have a a thousand expiring or a thousand long-term contracts that if a team like Dallas or something called up and said, we'll take two of those big contracts, you know, and Kemba or something like that. But I agree with Nick. I don't see him going anywhere, but 
Yep. The Memphis thing is the biggest thing to watch right now for uh, if you're the Mavericks fan, I think. And they're the because, only sellers right now. Yes. And they're, any national podcast or any talk show that's going on right now is talking about how <clears throat> no one is trying to sell. And it looks like Memphis is. And of all these bubble teams or whatever, Dallas is one of those teams that could could swing. It's because they've been so open about wanting to make the playoffs. Luka's ahead of the timeline, and they don't have their draft pick this summer to where some people draw those lines. If I'm New Orleans, I'm going. <clears throat> I'm doing everything I possibly can to get Mike Conley alongside Drew Holiday and AD. I'm definitely doing that if I'm New Orleans. Um, there's plenty of teams I, I could see making a sneaky run at Mike Conley, but we'll see. I, they're like, I'm not even like emotionally connected in Memphis. And like Marcus all tweeted out of last night, tweeted out a picture of like his arm around Conley walking off the floor. And it was like my brother. And I'm like, man, I'm like feeling this right now. Like, and I'm not even, I don't even care about the Grizzlies at all, but uh, it's going to be weird seeing them. I was talking on my phone and <clears throat> the phone with dad, my dad last night. And I was telling him about the Conley Gasol stuff. And he goes, man, that's really sad. They've been there forever. It's kind of like uh, Parker and Ginobili and them in San Antonio. And I was like, well, except they haven't even won anything. So, <laughs> Yeah, like, they oh, made dang. the Western Conference Finals that one year. And they've won some playoff series. <coughs> and You know. Would, would, yeah. you do, would you do this whole Mike Conley and Gasol for Harrison, DeAndre, and Dennis? Oh, gosh. That's a whole different the conversation. Whole, uh, the whole shaking. That's that's a hundred and four million dollars changing hands right there. <laughs> My only thing about that is we've just seen the um how Carla likes to use his five man. And Mark Gasol is completely opposite than DeAndre Jordan, Tyson Chandler's, all those guys of the world. And you instantly um, the system would have to switch up some. So I'm not. They've done it before, though. They've they've had Dirk as the five for a whole year. Yeah, true. Um, what would when you're making a deal like that? You're you're obviously Mark Gasol's kind of in the same boat as Harrison Barnes. He can uh, he has a player option this summer that he can pick up or whatever. Um, that would be interesting. It just depends on the package. If you're telling if it's a pure hey Memphis wants to clean the books off and they want. Um, cap space, whatever, and it's DeAndre West Dennis for Gasol Conley. Yeah, you can um, do that too. You know, if that's something, if you could hold on to Barnes and Luca, how much, how much noise could you make in the West if you roll out a big four, if you want to say, of Conley, Luca, Barnes, and Gasol? And I don't believe the people that said, oh, if they did that trade, then it would just be the Memphis Mavericks or whatever it is. No. Memphis doesn't have Luca and freaking Harrison Barnes. Like, that's no. Uh, they have Jaron Jackson. He's you know he's good, but he's not. I'm sorry for some people. He's not Luca. So uh, I don't think you don't have to apologize to anyone listening to this podcast. That's true. Sure, sure, sure. So <clears throat> I don't know. That that's definitely the situation as a Mavs fan that I'm watching the most is that Memphis is that Memphis deal. Definitely. That's the thing we're watching most. That's the trades. That's Luka, not an all-star. Now, by the way, you find out if Luka will be a reserve, I believe, on next Thursday. So January 31st. Is that next Thursday? Yes, that is next Thursday. That's when we find out the reserves. And then the draft is February 7th. So another week after that. So that's when you find we're, out all that. We're recording this podcast on a Thursday night. That means the trade deadline is two weeks away. They're having the trade deadline and the all-star draft on the same day. 
wow, what a, are they just blocking out all of TV schedule for that? That's pretty cool. So we're doing what? Three pods that day. I don't know. Gosh, man. I, I think I'm off work that day, but we'll see. <laughs> we might both have to be. So yes. there you go, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom. Boom.